Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Good afternoon, Brittany Bodie. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm I'm kind of basking in my Mother's Day birthday glow. <laughs> so coming yeah. off of a big weekend. Happy Mother's Day. I know I got to see you in person uh, this past week leading right up to it, but happy Mother's Day and happy birthday today. So it's an exciting time for you and it's fun to be able to celebrate two really special moments back to back with you. I know I kind of like them a week apart because then it's more acceptable for me to to take, you know, the whole first part of May as my extended time for myself. It seems a little bit less juvenile. Now I'm trying to stretch this out. So the rest of the week, we're also going to just be celebrating mom. (laughs) Just so you all know, it's not over yet. As you should. We always say it's our favorite month. Like I love Cinco de Mayo. We both obviously love Mother's Day, you because you're a mom and both of us because we have great moms um, our birthdays are both in May. We've got Memorial Day. I mean, we have so many big things that happen in May for us. So it's an exciting time. And you well, had I- Mother's Day stuff with Max this weekend, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Well, Mother's Day stuff is that's kind of a, a reach. We had a baseball <laughs> tournament um, where all of the boys wore pink wristbands and pink arm sleeves in honor of their moms. So we did. It's just what every mom was hoping they would get for Mother's Day, which is days full of baseball tournaments. <laughs> so I it was actually stretch. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually fun. And I do like they're getting good now. So it's fun to watch. And I think athletics are Athletics are so neat. And you and I, I don't know that we've ever talked about it on the podcast because, you know, I think we talk about it a lot off of here, but it's so cool because there's so much character and personal development. Like I've seen Max grow so much, specifically through tournament baseball, because I would say baseball is probably his worst sport. So he has to try so much harder. And it's just been really good to watch him just work hard to achieve something and also have to have some tenacity and to continue to improve and really commit time and energy to something. It's pretty neat. Well, Max is somebody who's kind of a natural at anything, right? He's got your personality in that he has this larger than life personality. Never met a stranger. We'll talk to anybody. (laughs) He has all the friends in the world. He's super smart like you too. He's very book smart. He definitely is your kid through and through. And then he's an athlete. Like most kids don't have all of that. Um, So I think it's good for him to have a little bit of humbleness there that like he's not going to be the number one guy on every single sports team. And it teaches him, you know, patience and perseverance and it's okay to have a bad game and it's okay not to be the star on the team. Um, So it's, it's fun to be able to catch a game when I'm in town and stuff and see how he's been able to grow too. That's that's so true, and he does. He excels. I did notice one thing that you didn't say is he's athletic like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like you, he's yeah. funny and 
smart. We, we have to, yeah, we have to give Blake a little bit of credit, I guess. We're credit to you. A moderate, I'm just a moderate athlete. <laughs> but you're exactly right, Britt. I think it's so good for him to have those experiences and also to not be the number one guy on the team and to really have to try. And, and I think kids athletics are something we see a lot um, with our clients as an area of interest and an area of opportunity for potential franchisees. Because no matter what the economy is, no matter what's going on in the world, people want to invest in their kids and they'll, they'll find a way. I mean, if the whole, everything hit the fan tomorrow, I'd max out a credit card before I would have Max stop doing year-round sports or playing tournament ball or doing any of those things. You just figure it out when it comes to your kids. So right now, the word of the year is recession resistant. And I can't think of businesses that are really truly more recession resistant than businesses that deal with kids. And so I think now is a great time to bring on the team behind Kiddo Kinetics. We have Rachel Stender, VP of Franchise Development for Repham Group, and Ashley Cross, Director of Development for the Repham Group, both representing Kiddo Kinetics today. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Thanks for Thanks having for us. Having and happy us. birthday. Thank yes, you. I didn't realize it was your birthday. Happy birthday, Sam. Thank you. Nowhere I'd rather be than right here with all of you. <laughs> she is committed to me and her clients and our brands. Um, but truly, thank you guys so much for being here. We're so excited to have you. Rachel, you've joined us on a podcast previously, but for listeners that maybe didn't catch that episode, why don't you kick off and tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to where you are today with the Repham Group? Absolutely. Well, I didn't start in franchising, I, which I guess happens sometimes, but I started, I was a journalism major, and I, but I started in retail. Um, so I worked on the corporate level for Target, got recruited to go out to Gap. And if you're familiar with the outlet division for Banana Republic, I helped found that. So I was part of a team of six that grew you know, to many, many locations. I was there a little over five years, but it was store revenue planning, distribution, inventory, Gap Inc. testing for things, a whole bunch of things. But ultimately really felt like I wasn't completely connected to the person. Um, and I also, I like to be able to strive to reach, I would say, the horizon and walls that maybe others didn't think you could. Like, I like to work hard and I like to just be able to achieve things and really work hard towards that. And I'm like, there's more I can do. So I came back to Minnesota and got into some sales positions. And then ultimately that led me to being, a, well, what you are, a franchise consultant. So I worked with in that role for a while, both as a consultant and also on the corporate side and loved franchising. And what I have really loved, and that was back in 2007. Um, so what I have really loved though in franchising is just really the systems and processes that made corporate work and makes it tick, but they apply it to people with dreams, with it, the goal to really grow something for themselves, their family, for their future. And there really is no limit to what you can do. So that it's just really exciting. And every new person, you know, Sam, we just had placed one a couple weeks ago, week ago with Keto Kinetics, you know, every new person, you see that excitement and a little bit of that nervousness in them, but it's so neat to know that you're changing 
their life down the road, whether it's two years, five years. I've seen franchisees now that I've placed 10 years plus ago. So it's exciting and it doesn't really get old. It is. It's the best part of the job just to see people's excitement, mm -hmm. see what it can do for their lives, their families. Mm -hmm. So thanks mm -hmm. so much for sharing with us about your background. Um, Ashley, I'll kick it over to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to the Blackham Group? Yeah, thank you, Brittany. Uh, so a little bit of a different background here, guys. So I actually started in franchising. Uh, this is my 10th year in the business. Um, and I started working specifically in operations. So boots on the ground, field operations, working in the weeds with franchisees right when their baby was really coming to life. And that's where I fell in love with franchising and just seeing all of the different verticals of business and how they really tie in together and kind of all the puzzle pieces fit together, if you will. Um, and I also love the emotional component, right? These are real people making very significant investments into something that's going to impact their, their futures and also the future and how that's going to translate to their family life as well. And I loved being in the midst of that environment. Uh, so the majority of the following years were in operations and project management roles. So that's really kind of where I learned the nuts and bolts of franchising, if you will. Uh, and over the past couple of years, I switched gears and moved over to the development side. And I'm so grateful now looking back on my operations background, because I think, you know, when we go through the process, you know, I understand what that feels like and looks like and being able to share that with individuals and connect on that level just makes it that much more of an exciting journey to, uh, to take them through. It's so interesting how everybody, we, we ask that question every week. And everybody has a different story and everything kind of fills in from there. And I don't think anybody ever intends to be in franchising, whether you kind of started there or you ended up there inadvertently. But it's, it's always so fun to hear. And so much of it comes back to just the enjoyment of placing people into something they probably had never dreamt for themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, both of you guys have unique backgrounds and you both ended up in similar positions at the Repum Group. So Rachel, we say mm -hmm. Repum on this podcast pretty frequently, but just in case <laughs> somebody hasn't caught it or hasn't heard when we've been talking about it, what is Repum? And what value does it bring to franchisors and the franchisees? What sets you guys apart from mm -hmm. other franchise sales organizations? Because we know you guys are so much more. Yeah, we are. Um, so it's nice that people do recognize that. So if you consider more than just sales, we're really fully integrated in franchise development. Um, we not only want to find great franchisees for a company, but we also want to make sure that there's sustainable growth, that it's accelerated, but the franchisor and the franchisee can be really confident in what comes next. So we're kind of tied in, you know, especially as you work with build them, if it's a brick and mortar locations, we're really tied into that franchisee success, but we're also tied into really helping the franchisor understand how to be a franchisor and what resources they need, how to plan for that next stage of growth, how to even support franchisees. As we know, many don't really plan into franchising themselves, you know, in their role. So it's really helping them be educated and understand what's important in a really 
good franchise system and brand. Um, so for Repum Group, we have four divisions. Um, Ashley and I are part of Growham, so we're really focused on finding the right candidate, taking them through that process, all the components of that franchise, what a franchise sales organization would do. Um, but we also have Scalum, so that's really operational excellence. It's helping that franchisor with all the components of planning planning their growth. You know, what do they need to do and when? Do they need help with materials? You know, we have an amazing Scalum division, which I couldn't live without, to be honest, because it just keeps everything lock and key moving forward. Um, we also have Brandum, and that's really to help you help your candidates understand really the brand differentiators. What are those key things to really know about the brand so you can help people realize if it's a great fit for them, for people going through our process, it's helping educate them on what's important about the brand and their role and the franchisor role. Um, but they also just educate and really get the name out there. Um, and then we have Buildum. Um, so for all the brick and mortar franchises that have a physical location, which Kiddo Kinetics doesn't, um, they seamlessly, once they become a franchisee, they will go into a whole timeline of working with our real estate and construction project management group to be able to effectively get their location open, stay within that investment range that's in the FDD. So all of a sudden they're not $100,000 over their build out, um, but they're getting support along the way. So they can just say, you know what? My project is in good hands. I'm gonna focus on hiring, marketing, you know, all of those other things that are important to that business getting up and open. Um, so it's really all inclusive. And when I looked at joining Repum, that was really important to me. I've seen things happen through the years that it, it, I don't think people do it on purpose, but it, you need the support. A new franchise needs the support, even a franchise brand that has been around a while needs some expertise to fine tune things to really grow to that next level. Um, so for me, that was really important because it just meant integrity, doing the right thing. And every time you do the right thing, it kind of circles back and, and you can keep it going. So I think for emerging brands, I mean, they definitely need the support, but even a legacy brand as they scale, there's new elements that they need to tackle. And then as we work with clients, it gives us comfort too, because we know that we're placing them into a system that not only has the support internally with the franchisor, they have the added benefits of the other services mm -hmm. that they have with partnering with Repum. So we love, mm -hmm. as such a unique differentiator to anyone listening, the other FSOs of the world don't have this. Um, so it is something that makes us really excited and proud to be partners with you guys. Mm -hmm. So Ashley, we have mentioned the name Kiddo Kinetics. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Kiddo Kinetics and what the franchise system is and the services that you offer? Yeah, thank you, Brittany. So guys, Kiddo Kinetics is in the children enrichment space, right? And specifically our program focuses on delivering physical activity to young children, right? It's all about encouraging that environment through play and really focusing on helping these young children build their confidence. Another unique aspect of Kiddo Kinetics is that we kind of have three core avenues of the business. Uh, now, one of those is enrichment, right? So you guys might be familiar with that, but really what enrichment means is it's where we partner with childcare and education organizations, and we bring our programming to their facilities, right? So the convenience factor for these schools and daycares, and it's an amenity to them, right? They use that as a selling point. 
um, to parents, right? So their children have outside opportunities during aftercare programs or during the day. Uh, and one of the main reasons we love this program is because of the margins. So similar to boutique fitness, right? You have a single coach that's providing a program to multiple children at, a ch at the same time, and you are getting a cost per child, right? So yield some pretty exciting numbers there. And it also promotes recurring revenue, right? So we build and we scale these contracts with these institutions, right? And maintain that business and continue to grow that over time. Another unique aspect of Kiddo Kinetics is that we have an outsourced physical education component. And what that means is unfortunately, a lot of small schools um, and Montessori's, they've done away with that full-time traditional PE teacher that we love so much. Uh, the cutting budgets, and it's just not cost-effective for them to have that as a full-time employee, right? And our programming is has a multi-sport component to it, so we can easily kind of plug in and play a white-label gym teacher for these schools and daycares. So that's kind of our second revenue stream. Again, both of those are recurring and partnering with those institutions, so kind of that B2B transaction. And then we have fun special events. Everybody likes summer camps. Those are really exciting and a lot of opportunity and growth in that space and working with parks and recreation centers and, you know, birthday parties, what have you. We always say anywhere where they want a structured activity for children, there is a way for us to plug in our programming. So now how that scales. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So a lot of the services that you talk about, Yes, they're children mm -hmm. focused, but you made some really good points there. It is B2B, which many of our clients are excited about B2B businesses yeah. because it's their comfort zone in their day job. You have mm -hmm. something that's a recurring revenue model, similar to like a gym, which a lot of our clients look for, but this doesn't have a brick and mortar and then multiple revenue streams. Yeah. And again, I mean, that recurring aspect, I mean, what that means, guys, is that's forecasted cash flow, right? So we know what's coming and we're always maintaining and building on top of that. So really valuable. And the other point is there's no brick and mortar. We're always bringing our program to where the children already are. So when you consider the investment level into this business, it's a fairly low barrier to entry which really allows individuals to get into you know, a model that they're super excited to make that community impact, right? We work with children. Um, so as we were talking about earlier, that's just something that's intimate to everybody. There's a lot of mission behind this brand. And then when you see the sophistication of the team and the training and the support structure behind this model, um, it's just a really exciting opportunity. Another thing that I love about this opportunity is we speak very much with our clients about passive, semi-passive, and then owner-operator. That's kind of where we draw the line. The two models that we typically say are, do you have 15 to 20 hours a week? Do you have the ability to you know, really take a look at being able to be working on the business, not in the business? Or are you ready to dive in and do this 40 plus hours? This is what you do now. But you guys at Kiddo Kinetics have a different type of model, the manager model. And Ashley, if you would, would you break down the different ownership models that you guys offer? And then also what kind of team you would need in place to manage each one of those? Absolutely. So yeah, Sam, so we are very unique that we have three owner models available, right? We really want to have a breadth of opportunity for those that are looking to invest and get into this business. So first and foremost, 
an owner operator, right? So that means that you intend, you're looking for a business that you can really dive in and have a full-time involvement in, um, right? And so, you know, kind of when you transition to the other models, the replacement of that time in the business would be having a full-time general manager, right? But from an owner operator perspective, I mean, you definitely need to be sales oriented. Uh, the community and the marketplace is very receptive and there's a lot of demand for what we do. But we have to have somebody out there in the community asking for the business. And then of course, some managerial stuff, right? You're gonna have your part-time coaches that they'll be overseeing. Uh, so that's really for somebody that's looking to allocate 30 to 40 hours a week to the business. Our second opportunity is semi-absentee. Now what semi-absentee means is that you are managing the manager. You're working with all the resources that the Kiddo Kinetics corporate team is providing you with, but ultimately you would be hiring and selecting that general manager. Uh, we call that person our business development director. So it's your job to recruit and select that individual. You've got to train them and hold them accountable. Uh, so early stages, yes, that's going to take a little bit more time and handholding, right? It's a new individual joining into the business. So time requirement there, around 5 to 15 hours a week. I would say early stages, right, you're going to be spending at least 15 hours working and coaching that individual, building their confidence in that new position, making sure that they're aligning with their responsibilities, right, having the accountability component. And then, of course, over time, you know, it'll be ongoing coaching, uh, periodically. And then last but not least, our super exciting management program. Uh, so really this was created to kind of mitigate two of the biggest risks that individuals have entering into a new business. Can I find the right people and do I have the time, right? Maybe I'm not ready to leave my full-time corporate position, right? Sometimes that can be scary, you know, especially if we've got a family and, and young children to walk away from that, the security and the benefits. And so this is an opportunity where it says, hey, Kiddo Kinetics, we'd love for you to kind of help us build the machine. Uh, I kind of use the comparison of it's getting a business started with training wheels. So <clears throat> the Kiddo Kinetics team is primarily making that role of we are hiring that person. We know the profile of who is going to be a successful general manager. And we're following the plan. We're making sure that they are focusing on all the right things. We're holding them accountable to that. And just building that initial management, um, <clears throat> just activity, right? Being a great leader, making sure that they're doing the work and coaching them and supporting them. Uh, now, I tell people this is not entirely passive. We still would love the owner's involvement, but it's going to be much more minimal. There as the Kiddo Kinetics team is the default. As an owner, you want to have presence. It's still your business, right? They're still your employees. Um, but just know that we're really focused on training them out of the gate. And then once everybody's ready, we take the training wheels off. Uh, typically that starts at about a year and then we pass the management back to the owner and they get to really focus on driving the needle, right? Really building that next level of the business. So ongoing is just management and leadership, but at that time frame, it's, it's pretty minimal, right? It should be no more than five hours a week by the time they transition out. So very exciting and a lot of opportunity available depending on what people are looking for it's unique i mean definitely normally we see semi-absentee owner operator we don't have that manager option and i love that you say you still need to be involved as an owner so it's not a cold handoff right the team is still familiar with the owner when they move on and, and take the reins back over in a year time 
Um, so I love to hear that. We never want anybody to feel like a business can be completely passive, but we love that there is this option in place to really help new franchisees. Absolutely. So Rachel, you have invested as a franchisee yourself. So you Mm -hmm. look at so many brands being on the leadership team at Repham Group. Tell us what caught your attention and drew you in and decided that this was the right investment for your family. Um, It was pretty straightforward in a way, but you're right. Like you get exposed to so many things and you can see yourself like, that's really cool or this is really cool. But to truly have something still kind of hook you, I think is the next step. And my husband and I were just kind of in the point where it's like, okay, you know, we have a child now in, in first grade and we're transitioning. I'm on the road a lot. So let's find something that works really well for both of us, but that we also believe in that we can build from and even continue to do that and with a lot of the things that attracted us were things that you already mentioned about children i mean it's a no-brainer when it comes to parents spending money on their children it's not it's not you know a 500 a week um, opportunity for them so it's something that they can really engage with and we knew that whatever happens in the economy you won't take away from your children you're going to make sure they have everything they need on a development standpoint um, and then that combined with the work model itself, you yes, you have your director, but it's variable payroll. You're hiring coaches as you need them. So if you need to pull back, if you need to add, you know that's something that you really control and there's no brick and mortar. So the risk level on the, I would say the expense side is very low. Um, and it's and Ashley made a point where it's just a very simple turnover sale. This is, and the more I've been in it as a franchisee, it's amazing how much need there is for the program, but also for the PE part, because we, we already have things set up for PE in the fall with schools, and some didn't even have PE because they didn't have someone to teach it. So it's very rewarding. It's something that we can do that really impacts families in our community. And we also have a seven-year-old, so I live and breathe this every day. <laughs> so. The impact portion is so interesting because I think, as I think through Max's days, when he comes home and I say, what did you do at school today? It's recess and PE. That's all I want to talk about. Are you reading? Mm -hmm. Are you doing anything else? (laughs) Are you learning anything? Unless there was like an incident that he feels like might get back to me. Like in art today, she said, is that sturdy? And I did the sturdy. Like that type of stuff I hear about. But it's really just recess. And PE is where they're really, they're learning boundaries. They're learning to test things with peers. Mm -hmm. It is so much more important than dodgeball or running under a parachute. And parents now do notice that. You can see that. You can Mm -hmm. see how important it is to be having those interactions in a supervised environment with a professional Mm -hmm. that is talking about moving your body, but also building character. So I could see why so many parents are so excited about this. Now, Ashley, we have a lot of people excited about Kiddo Kinetics. But as with any brand, a brand has an avatar. You know who you want. Who is going to succeed? What type of franchisee do you look for in the Kiddo Kinetics business? Yeah, so that's an exciting question. And I'd say we do have a variation because of those owner models. But I'll tell you guys, a lot of this is towards the management profile. 
right? It's been incredibly successful and Kiddo Kinetics is adding so many resources there. And so really what we're looking for is we want those individuals that are going to have high level management and leadership skills, right? That they can really focus on being a strong leader and driving results. You know, some people, there's that misconception of like, well, this is a hobby business. When you see what this business looks like at scale, it's pretty substantial, right? And there's a lot of opportunity to get there. Um, and, you know, we're building it and they're learning through that. But over time, we want somebody that's going to push on the sales culture, that they're going to support their team, continue to have that ability to delegate. Um, and I think that that's just so crucial, right? You know, and taking any business to the next level, those three components are really going to be crucial to the success. Um, so I'd say a, a very sophisticated investor, and we've been getting a lot of those in. I've had Microsoft, two uh, different groups that were Microsoft executives that joined into the family, those in finance, engineering. Um, so really all over the space, you know, but the common denominator is that they, they believe in what we do. They have a mission, you know, on my first call, I can immediately tell this is something that they connect to and that they care about. When we talk about overcoming childhood obesity and the importance of getting kids away from the screen time and just how crucial it is to children's cognitive development. Like they care about that. And they think that that impact is really important. And then they're like, well, wait a second, this is a phenomenal mo model, amazing margins attached to it. And I can see the ability to scale and build something right? More so of an empire, if you will, while still feeling good about that business. I think that's rare, you know, that you get a business that is both extremely profitable and can be a true executive model with great scalability, with mission and heart and purpose. So I think that's what's drawing people in, kind of creates that best of both worlds. Absolutely. So we love to ask for advice. Um, so Rachel, I'll ask you first, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? This was a hard one for me because there's so many. Um, so I'm gonna share two, because one might relate more to being a business owner and one is more about how I just approach things and maybe don't panic. One of my first boss ever, when I was you know 22 years old at Target, he, my first conversation with him was, okay, you have $82 million to manage. And he said, if you make a mistake and lose a million dollars, just know no one got hurt. And he's like, and he had, it was a whole different phrase, but he basically no one got hurt. He's like, there's always at least three solutions for a business problem. He's like, so never panic, never freak out. He's like, just being, he's like, when you go into a situation, know that you already have those solutions when you make a decision. Um, so for me, that's always how I've always looked at my role in whatever company I've been with. Um, so that's number one, because I think, you know, you can jump to a panic situation, but really it's like, no, there's a way to fix this or there's a way to make everyone happy and do the right thing. Um, and then the other one, and I don't know if you're a country music fan, but I, this hit me. So Lainey Wilson, when she was doing the American Country Music Awards, she had a quote. She said, if you're going to be a dreamer, you better be a doer. And I loved it because everyone in franchising dreams, but even though it's a franchise, the franchisor doesn't do it for you. You have to put the work in. And will you accelerate? Absolutely. But ultimately, whatever you put into it, you're going to get out. 
Wow. What great words. You are such a calm person, like a very calm presence. Even when things are exploding at the end of the finish line where, you know, clients are scared and nervous and excited and all in one, you always are calm. So I think that initial advice you got from Target definitely plays Mm -hmm. into how you handle yourself. Um, So thanks for sharing your advice. Ashley, I'll kick that question over to you. Yeah, so mine's short and sweet here, but um, listen to understand. Uh, When I first got into franchising, I just became so passionate about it, right? And I just wanted to share that passion, you know, and actually Nick gave me this advice. So he's Mm -hmm. one of the partners of Reflam Group, Um, but really learning to listen with intent and understand where individuals are coming from can just take you so many, so many places. Um, and it's, it's definitely made my job that much more fun to be a part of because when you do listen, people will share and they'll open up to you and they'll share their journey and their experience and their why and, and their goals. And I think when you get to hear that, it just makes everything, my job, this process, just so much more fun and enjoyable. I've sat in your seat on development. And it can be really hard to listen when you have a brand like a Kiddo Kinetics that you know is so great and you know is so exciting. And all you want to do is share it with everybody and make sure that they understand every detail right away. And that's the hardest part representing a brand that you love is listening and making sure that this is the right person because you can't imagine that somebody wouldn't want to be a part of something that great. Mm -hmm. So listen to understand is is one I think we could all probably take a little bit from, certainly. (laughs) Now, the last question we ask on this podcast is always the same. And Rachel, I'll start with you. It's what is your personal compelling reason for continuing to be in the franchise industry? It's, I I guess I sum it up with people. Um, It's whether for me, it's the candidate that I love to connect with. And and even if it's the end of the process, I feel like I get this huge connection from helping someone become a franchisee. And it's also both of you, you know, it's everyone that I work with on, you know, any other side, um, because I get to help you and your business and vice versa. But we're also friends when we see each other and we enjoy each other, but also make each other better. Um, and then it's the brand leaders I work with. Uh, it's the same thing. I had a conversation with one the other day and I just said, it's amazing. It's you know, there's no drama, we get things done, we make decisions, and we make a lot of good things happen. And and, it, and it's fun, like we enjoy the time together. And I don't think many people can say that, hey, I go to work, I love what I do, I love the people I do it with. And yeah, I'd love to hang out with them on the weekend. Um, and that's what I get to do. So I'm pretty happy about where I'm at. And I love it. So the people are unmatched. That is, yeah, we yeah. hear that Absolutely. more than anything with this question is the people and that's what it always comes back to mm-hmm. for me too so that really resonates ashley i'll ask you the same question what's your personal <laughs> reason for being and staying and franchising i the people i you know i hate to duplicate that but it's so true i find people so fascinating um and we get to meet new and exciting and amazing and intelligent people every day My fiance makes fun of me because I say everybody's brilliant. Um, But I do. I have the pleasure to speak with so many brilliant people all the time and hear about their successes and their paths and 
in their journey and you know what their accomplishments have looked like and so now we're in there in this financial situation where they're ready to invest in themselves bet on themselves and it's just so cool to be a part of that process and we are kind of like matchmakers um you know i never want to convince somebody to do something that they don't want to do it's i'm here to educate but when you do find that right match and they came to that conclusion that decision on their own it is so rewarding and exciting to see that come to fruition when they've gone through you know a process and to be kind of their shepherd and their guide through that is it's why i love what i do i mean as cheesy as that says i don't have a lot of friends that are like man i just love what i do every day i'm like I kind of do like some days I'm tired, but I really enjoy what I do. And I think that's why this industry is so addicting. It's like all these different aspects of business and then just so much excitement and joy around the journey. And it's an addiction that I'm not sure I'll ever leave. So I absolutely love it. That is a great way to end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us, for bringing Kiddo Kinetics to us and our clients. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you for having us, ladies. For having us. It was a pleasure. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting, or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm-hmm.